0: Good afternoon. It's Niall Boylan on the Niall Boylan podcast, which you for the next hour or so. Now, <laughs> I spotted a story over the weekend, which was quite interesting. I came across a situation where a man was calling, a offering a reward for information about individuals who he believed had attempted to kidnap his daughter. He expressed this desire because he had little faith in the Garda Síochána or the police service, believing them to be incapable of handling the matter effectively. Now, I was kind of initially struck by the fact that the alleged kidnappers had clearly failed in their attempt to abduct his daughter. Uh, This incident was a part of a broader discussion in Ireland, I have to be honest, with various people on social media claiming the men in the vans and the cars were trying to abduct children. Notably, the common factor of these stories was that the alleged abductors were usually foreign men. And this led me to consider two possibilities. Either these individuals are fabricating, or delusional in their claims, or perhaps Ireland has has the world's least competent kidnappers, because all we ever hear of is failed abductions. When was the last time you actually heard of a successful abduction of a child in this country? It's a very rare occurrence, and according to the stats, by the way, most cases, almost all cases of child abductions in Ireland are usually fathers who are alienated from their children to the family law courts, and they'll take their own children while they have access. How often do we encounter stories on social media, particularly from women, I have to say, about the white man van theory? which usually means foreign men attempting to abduct children in the area. And you'll see a post on Facebook or something like that saying, watch out for this car or this van. They're trying to steal our children and they're foreign men. Now, you probably can't remember this or when it happened last time, really, because it rarely happens, as I said. And as I said, it's usually fathers taking custody of children without their permission. However, the main point of concern here isn't the stories themselves but rather the question of whether it's ever justifiable to take the law into your own hands, or take matters into your own hands, in other words, vigilantism. And many people lack confidence in the Garda-Sheikhana and our justice system and the ability to address these issues. For example, if a family member were assaulted and you knew who the assailant was, would you report it to the guards or would you consider seeking your own personal revenge? If your child was bullied or physically harmed at school and the school failed to address the situation on a lighter note, I suppose, would you intervene by confronting the bully or the parents? There are also cases where individuals take it upon themselves to expose and deal, deal with sex offenders, like the so-called pedo-hunters, who track down individuals in their local areas, like you know Frankenstein's villagers going to a house if there's a sex offender in the area. However, it's important to note the law does not condone vigilantism, and it is considered illegal. Some would argue engaging in such activities makes you no better than the criminal themselves. On the other hand, I can empathise with the frustrations of the general public when it seems that there's not enough Garda on the streets to handle their concerns effectively. And this raises a fundamental question. Is it morally or legally justifiable ever to take the law into your own hands? And that's the question we're asking today. And I understand if we look over certainly the last year or so with our Minister for Justice, who's failing miserably uh, to deal with the problems that we have with justice and rising crime and assaults in Ireland, because she's too focused on, you know, pandering to NGOs at the moment. I mean, and we have a lack of guard of More guards are retiring than are being recruited. Rec- so those numbers are dwindling rapidly. Um, we have a failed system. We also have a justice system that seems to give very inconsistent sentencing. Well, you know, we could use the classic examples of six years for a man who imported garlic into the country. Meanwhile, somebody who has 10,000 images of children under the age of 12 naked will walk away with a suspended sentence. So we see those inconsistencies in crime and the way we deal with justice in this country. So the question I want to ask you is, do you ever feel you're justified or would you ever feel you were justified in taking the law into your own hands? Let us know what you think. You can text or WhatsApp 85 122 55. That's 85 122 55. And this is a very important question because, of course, we've got an election coming next year. And do you really want the same government with the same Justice Minister? I don't know. Let me go to James. James Morris is a representative from Aintu. James, good afternoon to you.
1: Hi, good afternoon,
0: Al. Thanks for having me on. No, no problem at all. I know you're a representative in the Clontarf region Dublin, as far as I know. Um, That's
1: right, yeah.
0: James, I I see frustration Man, i seen this post over the weekend of this guy who, by the way, didn't mind people knowing his identity. He even gave out his phone number and a reward of €1,000 if anybody could give him information on the two registration numbers he had of a car who allegedly tried to abduct his daughter. And he didn't have a lot of nice things to say about Garda Sheecona. I don't condone that behaviour, but people are frustrated, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Niall. I think your opening set the premise quite well there. I mean... There is widespread frustration um, in in the community as you know. I suppose rising cr- uh, criminality, which is borne out by facts from CSO and guarded data and um, pr- uh, parliamentary questions we've we've submitted as well to the Minister for Justice. So, I'm not even aware of the specifics of that case you're, you're referring to there. Um, I think Governor Clare or something you said. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In Shannon so, it was actually. Yeah.
1: Shannon, yeah, so I guess we'll just sort of keep it on the facts that we, we yeah, Yeah, no,
0: just generally. Uh, I suppose just generally, you know, if somebody is assaulted in your family or gets beaten up on the way home from a nightclub or a bar, are we likely yeah. to get the perpetrator? and are, are we likely to get justice? It seems at the moment we're probably not.
1: Well, exactly. I think the sort of the lack of police, the lack of guardie in our communities um, is, is putting people um, at greater risk of crime and obviously the less Gardaí there are, the less there are to investigate each crime that, that occurs. Um, so, you know, that's definitely a, a sense of frustration that uh, I'm picking up on from speaking to the public as well around the, the Clontarf area, that, um, you know, they're, they're frustrated that the, the lack of guardie in their communities, um, you know, maybe some burglaries and things like that are, are occurring and not being fully investigated. But of course, you know, we would never advocate that it's ever acceptable to take the law into your own hands. We think this, you know, should be a, a matter first for Political reform and policing reform as, as well, and we, we in A2 would have uh, uh, advocated strongly for more Garda to be uh, to be recruited. I mean, obviously, uh, I think as you have said in your opening piece there, that more Garda are currently leaving the force that are um, that are being replaced. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, resignations and retirements is um, is a serious issue, um, I think we've only managed to recruit twenty four new trainee guards this but year. We're, so. we're
0: seeing the Minister for Justice now scrambling with such ideas as you know allowing people over the age of forty five to join the guards, who are really only going to last them in fifteen years. And really, do we want to guard a force of you know older men and women who are probably incapable of running after assailants? So I I don't think that's the solution, is it?
1: Well, I mean, it, there might be, you know, of some help in more administrative roles, but uh, you'd imagine that you'd want more young, fit, healthy, guardy, uh, you know, out on the streets mm. to keep people safe. I mean, there might be some merit in it, but. Um, Paying them more money yeah, might it, be a it, good solution, wouldn't it? it that, that would certainly help as well, yeah. And we in ATU have also. Um, seeking to put forward a bill for a minimum custodial sentence for anyone who physically assaults a guardie or a member of our mm-hmm. health um, or emergency. Well, I, I know
0: I know the Minister, well, Fine Gael, put out this kind of leaflet the other day. I did have it somewhere in the desk here, but it was all about increasing sentencing and minimum sentencing for, you know, assaulting a guard or, you know, sexual offences or whatever it happened to be from five years to ten years and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the amount of time somebody spends in jail is not going to prevent crime or is not. I don't believe for a minute will deter crime because we've seen statistics in America in states where they have, say, the death penalty. It doesn't reduce the amount of homicides they have. In other words, you know, if I'm walking down the street and I suddenly decide to beat somebody up and rob their wallet. I'm not gonna think, well, I get five or ten years for this. You know, oh, if I get ten years I'm not gonna do it, but if I get five, shall my chance be arm? So I don't genuinely believe that makes a nounce difference. I think preventative measures in Clintar, for example, I'm sure the people of Clintarf would like to see more guards walking around on the street, which is a preventative measure, rather than, you know, dealing with it after the horse is bolted
1: yeah absolutely people want to feel safe in their communities and they want to feel you know that there is more there are more guardie around and to deter a crime in the first instance i mean you know that's really the, the number one goal and definitely everyone's preference mm-hmm. um however you also touched on something there which is i suppose a complete lack of uh prison space in our um, yeah five
0: thousand spaces is that much use is
1: it yeah exactly we well we, according to um a question that was released to powder Tobin, there um we currently have 4,581 people uh, in prison, but we only have 4,500 beds available. Um, So, yeah, we're we're chronically short on prison space and we really haven't been building any new ones over the last number of years. I think Thornton Thornton Hall was planned at one point.
0: That was Bertie Heron's um, idea, wasn't it? Yeah, Where's where's that out the sword somewhere, isn't it? North County, yeah. somewhere,
1: yeah, close, close to there. But oh. um, I think it's a, it's a brownfield site now at the moment. When this the, the mm. state is really crying out for prison space, um, mm. you know, we literally. Well, we've we a growing close.
0: population. We we certainly have an increase in crime. We've a growing population. And, and the amount of crimes that are committed in this country where people get suspended sentences is ridiculous. The amount of people who go out on bail on serious crimes is ridiculous because we've nowhere to put them. So, I mean, we really need, do need more prison spaces. Mind you, if we stop putting people in jail for silly reasons, you know, I mean, we could use community service a lot more effectively for people who don't pay fines or fraud or those who are not a direct danger to the general public.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah.
0: Hmm. Uh, in relation to vigilantism, do, do you ever believe that plays any role in society? When you see these groups, kind of these pedo hunters and, you know, other groups like that, that kind of get involved in this kind of citizens arrests and, you know, dealing with justice themselves, do you believe they play any kind of role in society? Uh,
1: well, I mean, as you probably imagine, as a, an aspiring uh, political representative referring to, uh, I, I, I definitely wouldn't condone any um, taking the law in their own hands. I, I think the answer to these things is, as, as I said earlier, it's, um, you know, political reform, mm-hmm. um,
0: but you do understand really the frustration of people, don't you?
1: Well, I think that's a symptom of the frustration in the wider in the wider public. Yeah. Mm. People have lost faith in this government, this justice minister. And, and, and I think they're eager for change and frustrated, but, you know, I definitely wouldn't advocate anyone taking the law on their own hands. It, it could, uh, it, you know, it could be un- unintended and unexpected consequences.
0: Well, yeah, to point I mean, it's out to people, it time is time. illegal, by the way, can I point out as well? Uh, exactly. Listen, James, thank you very much indeed. James Morris, representative for Maine 2 and Clontarf. Thanks for taking the call from us today. I appreciate you coming on the air. Thanks a lot. Um, let me go to Sean and Fairhouse. Sean, hi, how are you? Hi, Noel. Good afternoon to you. Good, after- you? Good afternoon. Sean, getting back to this idea of, you know, this guy over the weekend who was offering a thousand euro reward for anybody who could give him the location of the individual to try to abduct his daughter. He even had reg numbers and his phone number there. Um, you know, in other words, taking the law into your own hands. You'd never do that like that, would you?
2: I have done, Noel. I have done. Um, and it was many a, a year ago. Um, my son, he was only 14 at this time, and um, he was... Getting bullied by this particular guy um, in in the local area, and um, it was pretty bad. Now was, you got to box off him a few times, you know. When I asked, I, I knocked around to the, to the mother and father, and I told them what was going on, Noel, and I said, "Look, are we are sure you don't have to leave him alone." if it "You know," and um, it just fell on deaf ears, Noel. Um, when, you, when, you you he knocked, he, when you say you knocked when
0: you say knocked around while his mom and dad were there, what, what was their reaction? Were they just but didn't but care? But like they,
2: they, they didn't give, a, yeah, they didn't give enough. More or less, uh, i And what mean, about yeah, the school, it was the happened. school care? No, you see, it wasn't school related. You see, oh, well, okay. it was in the oh, area, okay. you know. But what happened was, is no, he stopped going to school in fear of this boy, you know. And it really got me, Neil. No, you know, and it really hurt me. He wasn't going out. Um, he started staying in his room, and and I oh, said, "Look, you got You got to go away. You got to do this." Now, we and father, and and you know. I'm I doing what I'm doing, and, and look, I'm not happy with myself, but I got, I got to the stage, Niall. This was two or three times after this now. When well, you say you're doing what you are done, me. what did you do? I went down and knocked a shite out of the and fa- Niall. You knocked
0: a shite out of his father? I did, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I gave him the digs, and I had to. And I'll tell you why, I would have been a failure for myself and my son and my family. You know, I'm the big guy, I, I, I'm I, their father. I'm opposed to make sure they're good, Niall, and they're right.
0: But um, his, fa- but his father didn't. Now, in fairness, his father didn't do it. Now, don't get me wrong, he's responsible for his yep. child, but he didn't do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't knock the shite out of the young, could I? Not no, well, you know, no, no, mom.
0: absolutely. Of no. course, I understand that. So, you you're
2: know. Not, well, and, you're and not uh, supposed to knock the shite out of
0: anybody, in fairness, but however.
2: Well, the way I've seen it is, Noel, pff, or the guards, sure, the guards do not laugh at you if I rang them, you know, which I didn't. I didn't bother. But they, he rang them. You fucking sure he did. And um, the cops were at me door, you know, how are you doing? Yeah, you're under arrest. Um, down to the station, um, you know. So we, I ended up in court anyway. Noel, I got three years suspended sentence. I had to give him a thousand euros. Um, so, um, but it,
0: I do it so, again, Noel. I won't. Yes. So, so, you end, so you ended up with a criminal conviction and a thousand euro fine to compensate him for any damage you did to him. A thousand yep. euro fine yep. or compensation for him and three years suspended sentence or so a criminal conviction. Yeah, but for, yep. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sean. If it was my kid, I'd feel the same way. I'd want to do the same thing. But I think I'd stop myself because I wouldn't want the criminal conviction. I would think I'd, I'd figure out another way to deal with
2: it. Yeah, I know that, Noel, but you, you can't have your kids living in fear either. And, and, and I was getting to the stage where, as I said, he was receding into his room. He was going into himself, you know, and um, I had to do what I had to do. And I, 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 look, I'm not proud of it, Noel. I'm not.
0: You're not but, proud of it, but you'd do it again tomorrow, would you?
2: I would of course I would to my kids of course I would and, and and the law won't work the law doesn't work it, it worked for him because he wanted to, you know he wanted to get, get me um, and that's the way he got me and I don't care he got me so what well. but you know
0: and I we're you're not afraid we're, you not, afra- were you not afraid of this idea that when people sometimes take the law into their own hands that you go around give him a hiding and then all of a sudden the next day there's three lads at your front door with baseball bats to give you oh, a I would have been
2: the same yeah, but, but, you, yeah, is that not something
0: you'd be afraid of
2: not at all, it would have been 10 of us then at the door, you know, it would have been back and forth. I never figured any of you that. I was brought up the same way as... I was brought up old school, now. you know, um, and any decent father would, would have had a chat with his, his son and said, listen, are you, are you giving him a, a hard time, leave it out. If that was the other way around, now, if he knocked that my door and said, your son is being a bollocks and you won't leave my son alone, I'd have a right fucking chat with my son and say, what are you doing? What are you making a show us for? What are you picking on kids while we're picking on someone else's kid for? You know, give that fucking over. And if I catch you doing that again, I'll give you a dig. You know, um, Mm. that'd be it, Nile. You know, and it wouldn't happen. My kids never would never do that. And for some other little botherless kids to do it, it's it's just. Can I I ask ask you by the way,
0: did the bullying stop after you did it? They did, of
2: course. Yes, it sure did. Of course it did. If you knew quite well, I would have went around again. I'm not sure I'd be knocked up if that was the case. You know, are you?
0: Yes, do you, do you think do you think people, I'm not condoning what you did, but I understand why you did. Do you think people are frustrated yes. with the justice system and with the Garda Shaykhana or the lack of Garda Shaykhana? Do you think they're frustrated?
2: Of course they are, not. They're frustrated. Everybody else is, you know? Like that yeah, but everybody else doesn't go out to
0: someone's door and knock their head in and get three years.
2: Yeah, but... Well, wait, what, 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 what options are you left with? What options are you left with? You know, it's a it, mother and a father and i are going to do anything about it. Surely the fucking Garda, you're not going to be able to do anything about it. So... You know, it's down to the mother and father at the end of the day. It, it, the guards, you're not going to do fuck all. That's why yeah, but did you try, guard, yeah, well,
0: you're part. saying they're not going to do anything about it, but did you go down to the guards and say, listen, this young fella the knocking the head out of my young fella, can you have a word? No, like, not at all. No, well, then, well, then how can you say the guards are not going to do anything about it if you didn't even go to them?
2: Yeah, but you're the question there, Noel. Have I any faith in the guards? No, I don't. I've not faith in any guard the guards. Just don't trust the system or, you know, it's an absolute shit show, this place, you know. And, and Helen Mackenzie saying that it's you can walk the streets. Well, in your can yeah, well, you street. Well, I wouldn't be walking. You know? the I wouldn't be walking. No, what I and, wouldn't be Helen kids, If these the kids need to go anywhere, it's either myself and my wife have to drive them somewhere. You know, when they're always under escort, um, it's it, 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 I don't let them on public transport. This is a good one as well, Noel, for one of your shows one day. Um, I wouldn't even if my kids are going out. Which the, the eldest lad now, he's twenty two now. If he's going out, it's a taxi home and a taxi back, a taxi out and a taxi back. It wouldn't be Lewis's or Busch's. The, the place is an absolute tip, you know. There is no law. There's no, there's no, it's a lawless Ireland now, Noel. Yeah. And it's free. Going on.
0: Well, I don't. I, you know what? I haven't been on public transport in many, many years. Actually, it was on the Lewis red line there going, oh, going back a bit a few years ago to, to go somewhere up to the courts in Smithfield. <laughs> and I have to say, I it was an awful experience. It was just Absolutely. It was full, I was, I was it was full was of drug users it. and all sorts of things, and they were just yeah. all boxing and the heads they, off each they
3: other. That's right,
2: they were boxing the heads off each other. Me, me and myself went out there uh, two months ago there, and um, geez, we, we live up to, to um, Red Lion uh, Lewis, uh, yeah. right at the top of it, and uh, we got uh, we got all the way into the point, uh, or into, um, in, into Bussard, if they're not, and, all, and um, <laughs> absolute killings on it.
0: Literally, oh, yeah. so I, I had two of them behind me in the seat behind me arguing over who had the most amount of methadone. Uh, we'll, we'll, stay, <laughs> well, stay there for a second, Sean. James, you're in Ireland. Uh, you're not Lawrence Classic Kids. You're on the Boyland podcast. How are you, James? Oh, I've seen it, you know. Yeah, you're not. You're not on Ireland's Classic Kids. Now you're. You're actually on no, the podcast. No, 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 no. I get confused every now and again. What time of the day it is, uh, James? In in relation to you know dealing with you know the law yourself, you know and and. Retribution, revenge, whatever you want to call it, or you know, vigilanteism. You know, is there ever a place for that in society? Yes,
4: there is now. And I'll give you an example. As I just listened to a little chap, um, my nephew when he was about fifteen was being bullied. Um, he was my late brother's son. He was being bullied in school. So, what um, I went down to school and the guardie. Nothing was getting done. So, um, the kid was doing it. Was uh, nineteen had been held back twice in school, so he wasn't the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer, shall we say. Yeah. So um, I went down one day to collect my nephew, and there's a man hanging outside the school, waiting for my nephew to come out. So I waited to see what sort of interactions it would be. So your man and his two friends stepped in front of my nephew, so I walked up and I stepped between them. Now, as you know me, Niall, I'm quite a big man. I'm six by five inches tall. I'm about 19 and so on. So I said to your man, what's your effing problem? i tried try not to swear. So Your um, man's looking at me as if to say like, who the fuck are you? I said, I'm his uncle. So I basically, I grabbed him by the scruff, lifted him about four feet off the ground. And I said to him, I said, him, and if you ever lay a hand on him again, I'll break your two arms.
0: And he oh just looked Lord. at me
4: and, and since that day, well after that then, um, nothing ever happened about it. He avoided my nephew like the plague. So, sometimes it is justified, not, because... Yeah, but, but yeah,
0: yeah, but, okay, whatever about have been justified, and I can see the justification yeah. for it, right, just to point out it is illegal, yeah. again. but look what happened to Sean. Sean went around, gave the dad a hiding, in that same situation as you, James, gave the father yeah. a hiding, and he ended up getting a three-year suspended sentence and a criminal conviction for assault. But fair play to him, and I know, I know it's the
4: extreme, and, but fair play to him, now, that's someone who's standing up with their family, and that's... That's a real man. Now yeah. as, as he said, I agree with a hundred I have a twelve year old boy. If someone if someone came to me in three or four years' time and said to me, Your son is bullying my child, my son would get the biggest clipper on the year he ever got if I found out we was through. You know what I mean? Well, no, I would
0: no, I would expect all parents to do the same thing. And Sean is right about that, and so are you. I would expect all parents to turn around and you know and reprimand their own children if they thought they were you know hurting somebody else. And this guy clearly didn't, as Sean pointed out. Maybe he did, and the son just didn't listen. I don't know. Uh, This guy clearly didn't. Now, I do have a bit of an issue with the fact you're beating his father up and not the kid up. But you know, okay, the father is responsible for the kid's actions to some degree. But sometimes good parents have bad children too.
4: Of course there is. I know. We, we do, you know, try and teach our kids the best we can. But, you know, as I said, for the majority of people, when this facing comes or someone knocks on your door and says, your little Johnny is battered my little Jimmy, it's time to pull in your little Johnny and say, listen, pal, what is going on here? Why is this stranger standing at my door telling me you're beating the hell out of his child? Sorry, I'm just walking along the street here. and um, He's beating the hell out of his child. What is going on? Any responsible parent then, you know, should say, right, don't do that again. This is coming back on me. You don't do that again or else exactly.
0: you'll deal with exactly. me. Well, do, do me a favour both of you. got to take a quick break. Uh, back in a second.
5: Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. Uh, and all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. Hello. But not anymore. Because now he has his own Hello. live podcast.
0: The Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, let me just go to Kathleen, if I can. Kathleen, hi, how are you?
6: Hello, now.
0: You've been listening to James yeah, and Sean there. Yeah. And, you know, Sean obviously gave somebody a hiding, got a three-year uh, suspended sentence. Yeah. James said he did the same thing, gave someone a hiding. Well, it's threatening them anyway.
6: Um, I have to say now. <clears throat> it, it's, um, it's fr- I mean, men would probably do that thing, but I, I'll be honest with you now. I think you I think you're better off um talking to a talking to the parent and for the parent to talk to the to the you know, say the two dads and the two boys got I know it sounds a bit mad, but if they kind of tried to sort it out without without you know, hitting each other. Oh we or, did you know. We did. Oh, we gave we,
2: we gave them f- we gave them three I only three got times, you we halfway we
6: through. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh uh, you're all okay, halfway not through, not,
2: uh, you see. Yeah but I'll just I give you a quick rundown, um, we knocked at yeah, this boy, three, three times we knocked and um, three times we okay. gave um, the, him the opportunity to sort us out as as, as soon as he could and it okay. just fell on that ears. and he, he didn't obviously listen to what you know we were telling him and that's why i do done what i done and now I'm not happy about okay. what i had done but I have to do it No my I understand was no. Into, I only you know. heard that, oh there's nothing yeah.
6: worse than bullying I know, no. I know. I've and and when you see your kids
2: afraid to walk around the streets,
6: and you know, there's, there's oh, any I, kind of sorry bullying, the even with, a, no, say this to you, sorry to say yeah. this to you, it's not only in the schools that it goes on, it can go on if somebody doesn't like somebody else, and they can keep up. You can walk. Keep
0: I'm sorry, Kathleen, your line is just breaking up just a little bit there, but go on, keep talking, go on. Can you hear me now, now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead, Kev. Oh, I think I've lost Kathleen there, have
6: I? Bullying.
0: Yeah. Go on. Oh.
6: So bullying can go on anytime, not only in the school gate you're not only in the schools. It can go it can go on, on the you know, if, if young people are kind of going out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where they're getting in and in, in, like intimidated and you know, but I suppose if you get to the end of your tether, and somebody is bullying you, your kid, you know, that you kind of um, would retaliate, you'd lose your temper, you have tried to sort it diplomatically, but if it doesn't work, you bounce it.
0: And do you, do you have faith in the, the police, the Garda Sheikana?
6: Well, um, I've had to, uh, yeah, for myself, yeah, they've, they've been good support for me, but a lot of young people wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't say anything to the Guardian, you know?
0: So James, think, James, do you, have, do you have faith or have you lost faith or did you ever have faith in the Guards?
4: I, I used to have a lot of faith in the Guardian, but you know, I've noticed over the last 10 years, the Guardian just seemed to be, the only be inter- I can guarantee if you rang the Guardian and said, oh, there's a guy breaking into my house, or, all right, we'll send somebody up. Uh, and then you ring them back five minutes later, there's a guy breaking into my house with a gun. You'd have helicopters, SWAT teams, the whole bleeding lot there. Like, you know, they just don't seem to prioritize stuff anymore. And most of them now just seem to be more interested in joining up, getting into some sort of specialist unit and not doing regular day-to-day policing. They just don't seem bothered anymore. They really, really don't. And now it just shows how bad things are in Ireland when the fact that they have to raise the age limit. Now, in a way, that's not a bad thing. Because then what you are getting is you're getting people who have experience in life who might actually be, you know, better at the job because they might be in the 40s. They might have had one career. You know, they might have families, so they know how to deal with different situations where a lot of young guards are literally, can be 20 years of age, rolling out at Temple Mart and have a clue. But no, I don't. And just as that lady said, no. what happened with our situation was my sister-in-law, she went and spoke to the school. She spoke to the Cardi. And then as a last measure, she went down and spoke to the parents. And they laughed at her. They actually physically laughed at her. And that's the reason why I got so enraged about it.
0: Well, okay, well well hang on, stay there both of you a second. Let me just go to uh somebody who wants to remain anonymous. So I'll just call him I'll call him Joe. Uh Joe, how are you? Um Oh it's a, Oh sorry, it's a woman. I do apologize. Sorry. Okay. Josephine <laughs> then. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go, go ahead.
7: Hi Nile. Uh, just a very interesting show. Um I just wanted to explain a situation where not that I had to take the law into my own hands, but I had to apply my obligation to defend myself and my daughter and my dwelling in a situation last year. So um, myself and my daughter were woke up in bed in the morning to 19 men who had broken into our property without any... Adopting.
0: 19 men?
7: 19, 16 of them were wearing balaclavas and completely black, unmarked, with no indication of of who they were. My daughter is 17. We we were dragged from bed. Um, They didn't identify themselves. We were threatened. We were assaulted. We were put in fear of our life.
0: I'm assuming this was a repossession company or something like that, or was it our agency or something like that?
7: It was, um, I I eventually found out. It was um, Mazars and the city sheriff with with Blackwater.
0: Yeah, I I don't want to. Go, I can't go too much into the details of who it would have been. But what I'm saying to you is, yeah. it was a repossession situation. Did you have any warning where you sent letters, or did you have any warning that this situation was going to happen?
4: Well, there had been
7: a 15 year, um, hundreds of court appearance to family law, okay. where a mortgage had been taken out in my name. So the foundations of all contracts, if it's fraud, a b initio, a fraud. But I was out of my death fighting. Hundreds of cases with somebody who had a lot of money and who seemed to have a lot of contacts that I didn't have, both in banking and. and okay,
0: I, I can, again, I can't go into the specifics of your case because I don't know your whole case, uh, Josephine. But
7: for taking a house, is Yeah. To, uh, okay, but but what I'm saying is, orders.
0: it it was a, I'm assuming it was a repossession, or that that's well, what no they were bad. claiming.
7: It was an unlawful repossession. Okay. They, none of their rules. They're not supposed to break into your house. They're supposed to give you an ejection order notification. An eviction, yeah, a, and a,
0: they give you, a, well, you'd normally get a vacation order, which is what it's usually called. I didn't
7: it? get that. I, no. I didn't get the the order for ejection. So it was just a, a, a shock. And well, also, right I got produced. Yeah. I had produced the evidence that the, the uh, fraud, and fraud just nullifies everything, so that was being ignored. But anyway, we woke up in that situation.
0: That's a terrible situation to wake up in, no matter what the legal ramifications are, what yeah. the, what went on legally before that. It's a terrible situation for you and your daughter to wake up in. Yeah.
7: and we were...
2: Okay, so, so, we were
0: so what happened? You were dragged out of the house?
7: Well, I didn't know where they would... They had pushed her down the stairs. I was threatened. I was undressed in my bedroom. And... Um, I was concerned that they were taking us somewhere. I, I, thought, I thought, first of all, it was a robbery. Then I thought we were being kidnapped. I didn't know what was happening because there had been a history of threats and things that had happened and there had been convictions. So um, I suppose people are standing in front of courts and they're not doing what they're supposed to do if you stand up to them and then you go and study law and keep standing up, you end up, they, they, you can generate a lot of problems for yourself, even when you go and help other people in the same situation to stand in front of judges and say farmer's property. So I was probably annoying the system. You know, you know. I,
0: I, I understand. And again, if for people listening, it's a very difficult one for them to understand because they don't know the whole background of it. And there are so many different parts to the background of it. Unfortunately, I don't have you know the time to go into the whole case and, and what was involved in the case. But the very idea that you would have men, you know, 19 men, as you say, standing at the end of your bed and throwing your daughter down the stairs and you half-dressed as they're dragging you out of the house... F- to anybody. There's no law
7: uh, circumstances that allow them to no, do that, no,
0: no, no, there, so there shouldn't be any circumstances that allow them to do that. Um, and, you know, that would be the job of Vangarda Shea Khanna, to deal with situations like that and keep the peace. Were the Vangarda of Khanna there?
7: So um, when my daughter was pushed down the stairs and out the door, she saw a squad car and she ran out to them and said, my mum has been assaulted some days after breaking into the house and they wouldn't roll down the window because of COVID, even though COVID was well in the past. And they laughed at her and said get a solicitor but she would know law very well as well mm. and she explained that and had the they tr- had they
0: tried to take possession of the house previous to that
7: um about three years previously oh, okay. I had um, a letter um which I made a video and
8: I, I okay I, I, but th- I, I don't
0: I don't need to go into all the details but they did try to take possession previously to that and can I ask you another question Josephine in relation to it did was the mortgage being paid on the property?
7: I had paid the mortgage since 1996, and the property was in my sole name, and the mortgage was taken out when I was abroad, and it was taken out um, fraudulently by my ex, who had contacts okay. in the bank. Okay, all right, okay. So,
0: so, in other words, the mortgage wasn't being paid at that particular current time?
7: I paid the mortgage from 1996 all the way up to the point that they were threatening to take the house.
0: Okay, well, it seems bizarre that if you were paying the mortgage on the house, that they would want to repossess it in any state of form. But, but anyway, it does take us slightly off the topic. But the question, I suppose, we're asking today is: it ever right to take the law into your own hands?
7: Well, when my daughter tried to get help from the guardie and said that I was being assaulted, and as you know, criminal law supersedes all law, they 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 refused to act, and then I was assaulted again, and I I hit back because the guardie were not going to help us, and I had to defend myself and my daughter. Um
0: I can which I that really situation think I
7: was going to die, and I used an item that I had been given by a member of guard toshi of corner specifically to defend ourselves because that particular guard was aware of what was going on, and I was told that if, if anyone does try to hurt us to use this item, and i did um what, what
0: what was the item you used against people?
7: um well, my hand first, my feet and then a, t- and a taser a taser, yep,
0: yeah. okay. And did, did the guards, they were there, obviously, at the time you used it. I mean, did, did you then get into trouble for using that?
7: Well, when they when they saw me being assaulted again, they drove away. And then they came back after I defended myself. And I was then arrested. Um, And I asked them to get the details of all of the people. Were you were charged? Were you
0: charged with anything?
7: Yeah, I was first of all charged with Section 30 and then Section 11. Now they don't want to mention the taser at all because, actually... It would belong to a member of the garda corner and it makes the case quite difficult for them. But um, I'm still on bail. I have to sign on. There was a man who I think had been charged with assaulting his wife and his daughter 170 times at the time. He got less bail conditions than I did. So I was forced to sign on every day. I was treated appallingly in the Garda station that night. They did everything to try and Break me, humiliate me, but I was—I had enough yeah.
0: experience. of I, 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 Again, I want to just say to you, and jo- Josephine, and I'm not trying to cut you short. It's just for the listeners' point of view. It's a really complicated case because there's a lot of history involved in that particular case, obviously between you and your ex and the mortgage and all sorts of things. I'm sure there was dealings back and forward with banks and yeah. So of
7: the law, not to act on a criminal
0: act. Yeah, I know. Look, I, I do believe that in relation to mortgages, it's a civil matter, but it does become a, a criminal matter when when a vacation order is given. Um, and there's always that argument, is it ever right to evict anybody from home? Some people believe it's not, some people believe it is at some point, you know, if, if things are all going wrong. Anyway, I don't know the ins and outs of your case, and it would take you a long time to explain everything to me and the way it works. But no matter what you're telling me, the very fact that somebody would, you know, stand at the end of your bed or people who are not known to you with balaclavas would be standing in your house, strangers, is just quite bizarre. Um, sorry, James, Sean, Josephine, stay there with me. Let me just go to, to Carl, because I don't want to take us completely off the topic carl hi how are you i'm not bad man well listening to that story it's probably the most bizarre story i've ever heard you know when you wake up in the morning and there's 19 men in your house in balaclavas
9: yeah i i only kind of caught the tail end of it um and it sounds like that 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 they had a, a i'm guessing a court issued what's called an execution order to vacate the property which means that that is the law and then they they came in and obviously weren't uh weren't weren't treating the lady there very nicely and she tased them you know there's a lot to unpack in that so all i can tell you you know i i'm I'm certainly not going to be saying that that's right wrong or otherwise but on the wider point of are there times when you should take the law into your own hands i would say unequivocally that there's lots of examples of that but it's a a very complicated area And, and and that's why you have to be pretty nuanced when you're thinking about it because Saying that it is justified to take the law into your own hands can be interpreted as a in, do whatever you want. That's certainly not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to be your own moral judge on the laws that you decide to adhere to or the, or the times where you decide to adhere to them. And there's plenty of examples of that every day across the world of where people are breaking the law and they're actually doing the right thing and doing it.
0: Well, what about Sean, for example, or James? Um, Sean went around to the house of the young kids that was beating up his kid and boxed the father's head in. Now, Sean then was taken to court for assault and got three years suspended sentence. Yeah.
9: Well, I think, I think obviously, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not judging about the right or wrong of that because that's, that, that was his decision. And I'm not there to condone it or to, or to, to prosecute it. Because the state took that into, into their stable. He's the one that you need to ask, though, was it worthwhile? Uh, given the situation that well, his child had encountered. Of yeah, course well, it was. Well, that's the thing, I, mean, I, I I, I don't know the full extent of how his kid was being bullied, if it was name-calling or if it was very serious or if it was like huge piles. No, no, and, no. But as a parent, yeah. it's so hard because when someone picks on your kid, man, it makes you it makes you crazy, you know, and so I can relate to the anger. I just don't know the details. Well, he was
2: bullying him. He was, he got a clatter off him as well, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, it, it 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 just went you see, here's here's my problem and, and here's my big issue now. I just wanted to say this to you. I was in fear for his life, not because of him, not because of the buddy, for him it's a recede into what he was receding to. Um my boy yeah. is a happy go lucky boy and, and, and he was always out and about with his friends, he was always enjoying skill. You know, I, it, this was detrimental on his effect and what was happening on him. And yeah. I am his father. I'm supposed to be the guy that's gonna make everything okay, and he's supposed to be looking up at me. And when I'm sitting here, and I have to say this, Niall, as well, I gave this an awful. I, I did. I. I, did, I just didn't use it. It was um, you know, the the, the the middle of nowhere. I thought about this. I sat down with my partner and I said, "Listen, what option have I got?" And um, was this? I had to do it. I thought about it. I went for it. And yeah, me and bang, and it was a slap. He went back. I stabbed him again. I get what I did. If that's why your son is. Now, I can't give it to him. You can if you want.
0: Uh, hold on, Sean. Sorry, we're missing a bit of what you're saying there because the line is just breaking up so badly. I do apologise, but go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Sorry, sir. um But like, what I'm saying is basically, you know, is, um, you know that, that that was for him. He, and, and, and I was hoping then, Niall, and I he did work, as I said to you. He might have said to his son, look where you're at the car now. You're getting me to, 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 to dig because of your action." And that's just hoping that, that this, and I'm, I'm sure that this happened that way. That he said to his son, look what you call
0: yeah. on, I you know. Yeah, sorry, well, sorry. I uh, I just have to go to a quick break. Um, If you can send us a text or a WhatsApp, the number is 85 122 That's 85 122 Back in a second. Niall
5: Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. because now he has his own live podcast, the Nile Boylan podcast.
0: Sorry, Carl, just in relation to the story I started with today, which was the one, I don't know if you've seen it on social media, the guy in Shannon who allegedly three foreign men tried to abduct his daughter at a garage, and he took photographs of their reg plates. He's now put them up on social media. The guards are looking for him, I believe, but he's put them up on social media, offering a €1,000 reward for anybody who can get the whereabouts of these men so he can personally deal with them because he has no faith in the guards. Yeah,
9: I I can actually relate to that
0: now. No, I,
9: again, I have to be really careful about saying what I can condone and what I can relate to. I had my motorcycle outside of work and it was on social media of youths attempting to rot. You know, and that thing not only my priority, but it's also how I around
0: to do my daily work. Well, I do remember when your bike was taken, yeah. I remember the video went up online. really drove me mental. And I actually see videos on social media all the time of these youths pulling up
9: and stealing motorcycles in broad Daylight, O'Connell Street, outside... You know College green up on Georgia Street in Dublin city center, and you know if someone said like to go for me to catch these guys I'd, i I think I would I think I'd contribute to it you know mm. um it's 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 a it's a really difficult thing and the, and the, the police don't make it easier by the way that they approach it, but the real issue I think isn't necessarily the police, it's the judiciary who when they do get up in front of the court they're just told, oh, yeah, good lad, go back. How many times have we heard about someone with 50 convictions, 70 convictions, sometimes even 100 convictions doing terrible things? Like at that point, you're, you're not reformable. You should be locked up for life. When you, like I even think if you go through life with 20 criminal convictions, you're probably not really reformable. You know, and, and that's the bigger question. A lot of the times these terrible things are happening. It's folks who we all saw it coming from a long, long ways away. But it's a systemic failure and a belief by those who should be meting out justice that you always deserve more and more chances and, you know, that, that the rights of the perpetrator outweigh the rights of the victim. You know, I think something like, I can't remember if it was a third or half of murders committed in Ireland are done by people who are, who are effectively on remand. I mean, this is really worrying stuff to me. Like, why are they out?
0: Living a normal life. Well, well, we heard earlier on from Aintu the reason why they're out living a normal life is because we don't have enough prison spaces. So people who are well, that makes not prison... really a flight risk are, are going to be allowed out on bail. So you can commit an assault tonight. I you know. can take a knife out to somebody. You can go into court on Monday morning. And the guards will bring you in to have you charged officially in front of a judge. The, your barrister yeah, or free look, legal aid will ask for bail, and you'll be given it.
9: Well, look, we, we have done what I believe is the morally correct thing to help people flee a war. So why can we not do the morally correct thing to take people off the streets who are continuous perpetrators and menaces to society? That is something that I can't understand. Like if we're able to help in an emergency, then why isn't this an emergency? Because I don't believe that anyone thinks the crime levels are just fine and everything is being managed and it's all okay. I don't know anyone who believes that. Now, if I'm wrong. Okay, if laws are great and everything is okay, fine, correct me. I don't believe that to be the case. So why? I mean,
0: I can't go into the specifics of a case, but everybody remembers, of course, the man that was the German tourist that was uh, stabbed at Dublin Airport, going back some time ago there, a few weeks back. <laughs> and the individual who was alleged to be responsible for that, his barrister or legal aid or whatever it is, argued in court of the day to try to get him bail. Now... <laughs> Even to request bail for an individual who would take a knife to somebody or alleged to have taken a knife to somebody, to me is wrong. Now, thank, there was no bail given, by the way, because the, the state considered him a flight risk. But what I'm saying, even to suggest it, you know?
9: Yeah, well, look, I, I, I was assaulted years ago um, by a group of lads from Summerhill in Dublin. And um, at the at the court case, you know, they started to say, oh, this, this particular individual you know, had a rough life, his dad was a heavy drinker, blah, blah, blah. Well, the judge threw the book at him in that instance, which I was actually really relieved to see that, like, it's like, wow, you know, the, the judges actually do care. A lot of them don't. A lot of them let people out in times where we all agree they shouldn't. But the judge did throw the book at him. But then he went and got his case appealed through a judicial review, and they found that the sentencing was too harsh, given the crime and the number of previous convictions, and his, his record effectively got wiped. So, I mean, this is, this is the system that we live in. You know, you can give second chances, third chances, 50th chances to criminals. Where's the second chance for someone who gets killed? Like, what about their view? Obviously, they can't share it with you or anyone else because they're not here anymore. What about the view of the people whose lives are, you know, unalterably changed from violence, from, from these other things? Like, why do we not advocate for the people who are hurt the most? Because there's an entire grievance industry set up to feed off Uh, predate on and promote the idea that if you're a scumbag, you're somehow righteous, that if you're poor, you somehow did something great to get there. You know, they just take every, every case and they put this gloss on it that tries to justify these terrible actions.
0: Do you, by the way, do you think people have lost faith when we look at what's happening with justice? Uh, and sorry, Sandy, Sarah, and Norman, I in a second. But when you look at justice and the Garda Khan and the lack of Garda Sheikhan and the lack of prevention on the streets of crimes, do you think people have lost faith when you see somebody like, for example, our previous caller there who went out and did, did basically did a bit of rough justice himself. <laughs> Do you think people have lost faith in the justice system and the Garda corner to prevent crime?
9: All, 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 all I can tell you is this. I, on Halloween, and I actually have the CCTV footage for this, I just haven't posted it, there was gangs of youths flying rockets at the Garda outside my work in South Inner City, Dublin. I work between the North and inner, South Inner City. And the cops were basically doing nothing about it. I don't think they're respected. I think at best they're reactive. And all I can tell you is this, they are, I would only ever call police in order to to basically get an insurance claim because you have to have a pulse number for that to happen. Other than that, I basically feel like you're wasting your time. I have never in any criminal case in my life other than the time where there was an assault and the person was kind of apprehended instantly that I was telling you about there from the Summerhill guys. Mm. I have never once in my life and I've been robbed, I've been bet, I've been stuffed, houses broken into, the whole gamut. I've never once seen anyone caught, never once, seen any of those people brought to justice. And my own feeling is, is that if I saw something happening that I could prevent, and I had a choice to make at that moment, I believe, and I'm not justifying it, I believe my reaction would be that an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of garlic cured.
0: All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, Carl Dieter. Uh, Thanks for coming on the air and talking to us. Let me just go to Sarah Jane. Sarah, hi, how are you?
3: I'm Grant Nyan, how are you? Well, Good
0: you heard, topic. Yeah, well, you've heard Carl there and, you know, I didn't expect that from Carl but you heard Carl, you know, in all his years, he has never seen anybody be brought to justice for crimes committed against him generally speaking, so what's the point?
3: Well, see, this is it and that's the way people are thinking nowadays it's like, I don't know like, I'm not going to say there's not enough police around or anything like that it's going on years in Ireland
0: It's getting worse. Like I
3: remember years ago I was at a funeral and then um, when I came back, my flat was robbed, and on the hearsay, I heard out who done it, was whodunna, and it was a man and a woman, boyfriend, girlfriend, the usual. And a couple of weeks later, I seen the person, I went over and approached her, and she's getting getting highly strong, and this, that, and the other. She started pushing me, and I'm not a fighter, and she kept provoking me, provoking me, and the two of us end up rolling around. And I seen her going to bite my leg and I said, that was it. I went to auto flight and I would have killed her. I actually would have killed her. So the police comes, takes me down to the station and I still said I would have killed her. Mm. I said just hadn't took me off her.
0: So sometimes you believe you basically got to do it yourself because the guards are not going to do it. And I understand your frustration because many, many years ago my own house was broken into. And I remember the guards saying to me at the time they knew who did it because it was a local gang in the area uh, that had done about seven houses. And they said, we know who they are, but we can't prove it. And I said, yeah I I felt like saying, well, then tell me who they are. I'll sort it out. Uh, By the way, Sarah, can I just say as well, I'm glad to see that you're okay. I believe you only had a car accident at the weekend, a very bad one by the sounds of things, and lucky to be alive.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: What what happened to you?
3: I'm blessed. Wow um, Care came out when I were ploughed into me. Like I got sorted out of the car, So I got out of hospital yesterday. Do you know what? But I have to say a huge, huge thank you to the ambulance and the fire brigade. They are extra, they are extremely, um, very professional. Um, as the guard over there, they were like a pack of donkeys. Oh, nice. um, I remember the ambulance lads, very, very, very nice man. He had to physically remove. One of the guard out of the emblem. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Well at least you're okay. You're okay, are you?
3: I am, yeah. Okay. I'm okay, but I've no care.
0: <laughs> no. And I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure the shock of it too was get pretty bad.
3: When I get better when I get better. Yeah. I'm like a purple p pl- uh, is that what you say?
0: Right, you're badly bruised, yeah.
3: I'm bruised all over, yeah. Oh, God. I'm like a barely walk, but I'm alright.
0: You live to tell another tale. Yeah. That's it. Nobody was dead. Okay. We all... Well well, I'm very I'm very yeah. sorry to hear that. Very sorry to hear that. Um anyway, just stay there for a second, let me go to Norman as well. Stay there, Sarah. Norman, hi, how are you? Hello, Niall,
10: how are things great?
0: Good. Uh, Norman, you heard Sarah Jane, you heard Carl, I've James, everybody yeah. who's come on the air today is more or less yeah. insinuating <laughs> that, you know, vigilanteism sometimes is the only way because unfortunately the guards in the justice system are letting them down.
10: Yeah, sure. Yeah, they let me down every time, let my children down. Uh, oh. Your last your, your last caller there, uh, she's on a bit of house people were broken into, and then followed over with a car accident, a person going to a red, red light. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that's the more dangerous thing. Yeah, yeah. But we concentrate on small things. Like, it, I've been broken into maybe four or five times. But at the end of the day, it's only goods.
0: Well, and it's, no, and it's not me. only goods. When you're broken into, yeah, you, yeah. you know, it's your home, you feel a bit well, violated, yeah, it's not nice. Of course.
10: Yeah. yeah, it's not nice. No, I know, I as I said, it happened at least five times. Yeah? Yeah. But I'm more concerned about my, my kids trying to cross the road in safety, especially when they were going to school close by on the road that, that they were driving far too fast. When you, we're up the road from a cop station, there's there's there's, regu- uh, there's a shopping centre, there's two bus uh, stops, and there's often the car park at the bus stop.
0: Mm-hmm.
10: And they ignore it totally. You never, never, they're, they're literally... A couple of hundred yards from the cop station. So what you're, saying to you, you're, what
0: you're saying to me is, the guards are useless.
10: Well, certainly comes to the road traffic accident or road uh, well, violations. Well, well, what
3: everybody 100%, else. Is. Because yeah. like Pardon? that happened to me a while back, and I was stopped yeah. at the light, and a car plowed into the back of me. And there could have been, an, as I'm you saying. said, like it could have been children, a lady in a pram, like where her kids. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And exactly. the car station exactly. was like within two two minutes. Like, yeah.
10: You know, and it took four hours. Yeah, I I, I had an an accident with a person in a nice big BMW and I called the police and I'm literally there. It was 200 yards from a police station and they said, we'll try and make it within an hour or two. That's pointless. They didn't bother coming.
0: That's just pointless. I mean, if there's guards listening, you know, I'm not saying you all should be ashamed of yourselves, but the very fact that you don't have the resources to act and react to these situations is quite shameful. But you know I mean? are
3: ignorant. Niles, they are ignorant. It, they, like, I, I know and I will promote there is really good Garda out there, but there are ones out there that are just, they're useless. I don't even know why they're on the force. They're very intimidating. Um, in certain situations, like the one that I had, like, because I thought I was going to die Saturday. And um, the compassion, like, I, I, to be honest with you, I would never look for compassion off a And anyway. Because I know you'd mm. never get it, but the ignorance of them,
0: like. No, I know, I know. I was in a similar situation many years ago where there was a group of lads out in the green in front of me and they were drinking cans, middle of the summer, blah, 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 up to no good. I called the guards, no sign them. Two hours later, I said, listen, they're still there. You know, there's going to be, they're going to start, you know, committing criminal damage in a few minutes. They're all pissed. Still no sign them. I call the guards again. Four hours later, they were still there, right? I called the guards again. I said, oh, yeah, we'll try and get a car up to you. Now, now the lads moved off. I walked off went somewhere else. A guard eventually arrived. I lived in a cul-de-sac around the corner. He gets out of the car. It's the truth of God. He looked like he would be incapable of chasing anybody. Uh, he wasn't the fittest looking fella in the world. He was probably in his mid-50s. And he had a mug of tea in his hand when he got out of the car. Oh, my God. He, awesome. he was driving the car with a mug of tea in his hand.
3: Well, well, Niall, it's like the an Keystone Cops. Huh? Niall, yeah. an old lady was after what? getting attacked, right, in the shopping centre, right, by three fellas. And was after getting dragged along the ground, and she was on her own. And a few of us went over and picked her up. Somebody called the Garda, and the Garda didn't come, and the poor lady was shaking. And two fellas ran after the hooligan, and the police wasn't to be seen. Now I'm telling you now if that was my Lord rest me mother she's gone but if that was any member of my family and I know my own heart and soul, I would have I, I would have went to prison if I'd have caught him and I know I shouldn't be speaking like that but like
0: No I think everybody everybody feels the same way Sarah you know that. by the way mind? yeah and I'm not condoning vigilantism and I'm not condoning taking the law into your own hands but sometimes you end up with no choice when you feel you've no choice and I get that. Yeah, I but understand like, that. You,
3: you see people yeah. out there, right? And you go and approach them, right? If they've done something on you and you go and approach them, there's some people out there that you can have like a normal conversation with them and come to some type of an agreement without getting the police involved. But then there's
0: others that there's just no listening to. Stay um, there a second. Let me just go to Sandy as well. Sandy, hi. To help you? Yeah, Sandy, hi. How are you?
11: Hiya, how are you? Now, um, just to tell you, it's actually a funny story about the Garvey. This will really make a second laugh. Right, I was driving one day out the motor road um, uh, from Athlone. I was going out to see my brother at the time. Right. And um, my and my niece Leanne were in the car and she said, Look up into the sky. And I went, Why what? Why? I went, What the fuck is that? Excuse me for cursing. We actually thought it was a private plane because the three, um, bits, uh, three bits of smoke. Came out of it and it flew across the sky. And I went, fuck this, I think it's a fucking plane. So I rang the, uh, right, you hear I rang the guards, you had the guards, the fire brigade, the army, ambulances, ear fork, everything else, right? Yeah. And they pulled me in at the side of the road and questioned me. And I said, look, I'm not on drugs, I'm not drink driving, I'm the whole life, the whole lot. And I was shaking in the car. And. Um, we heard nothing about it anyway Because uh, the people down the uh, further down the village heard a bang. And I thought, Geez, it has to be a plane. I had the rape, the local radio stations and even Tullamore ringing me and all about the incident. Right. So the, the next day, looked in the newspaper. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? It was was an extension cord off a gas a gas tank? That's what it was.
0: A what-of-a-gas tank?
11: It was an, um, an external external extension cord cord that came away from it. it. It was in the dump. It exploded and went flying across the fucking sky.
8: <laughs> and you thought uh, it was a plane? Uh, okay, okay.
11: it uh, was supposed to prove that when you need a guard, you can't get one. But so for something major like that, and I had to go into the guard station the next day and... Uh, apologize, they just burst it out and fucking laughing, but it just goes to prove...
0: Well you, well, you really shouldn't have had to apologize, because you genuinely thought it was something, you know, I mean, that's I just the way it, it is, is. yeah.
3: I know, but in Jesus, the she's looking, it's, she didn't get charged for ringing them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you see it's oh, 800 quid, isn't it?
3: Yeah. It's <laughs> But
11: first of all, it just goes to prove that something big happens around you. Boom, the car are out, but it's something minor. You can forget about it. You won't
0: get Yeah, if you right. hadn't had a crash on the road or somebody had a given you a box in the head, you'd have been waiting a while for them to come.
11: Exactly. But it just goes to prove that it, since they closed all the rural garage stations around the country, crime rates have gone up. Yeah, I, I, again, I think
0: they were all there because it was something a little bit exciting. Maybe they thought it was something exciting, like a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, right,
11: I
8: thought,
0: that's right, 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 that's all right. Yeah. Good. And you live kind of in the Athlone moat area, is that what you said?
11: Um, no, I actually live in the town of Athlone. Okay. I was driving at the time, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's no guards in Atlone, I believe. that Atlone is one of the worst service areas in the country, I believe.
11: Yeah, the, the, the they have a guarded station down there that actually got done up um, maybe sometime last year. It's actually a drunk unit. It, it, it got operated. Yeah. And if you were in the Atlone guarded station, you were actually put through the base in Dublin before it's transferred back down to Aklowen.
3: You'd be lucky to get three Gardy in the big, huge Gardy station.
8: Right. Three, okay. if you're
3: lucky. Gardy is just like that as well.
0: Yeah.
8: you can't get a Gardaí.
0: Yeah. Garda. yeah, it's the same out in Hoth. There used to be a Garda station. That's gone. And I don't want to be sure but I think the one in Malahide is now gone as well as far as I know. And they, and they just... I couldn't... Balbriggan
3: now is the main one, is it, Or something like that. Yeah, or,
0: or Rahini. It could be Rahini might be the main yeah. one. And So they have to send them all the way from Rahini now up to... Up to the, see, the, the, no, but the problem is there just isn't enough guards.
10: Well, not only that, uh, a while back there I was chased by two people and I made it into a guard station uh, and there's a bell you press, right? Yeah. So I had to press the bell a number of times, the people came in to attack me and came in, the man and the woman, into the guard station and nobody appeared. Oh luckily, they decided. They decided, then. Luckily, so you're not so you're in again. the
0: guard station, pressing the bell. I'm in the
10: guard station, pressing the bell, hoping somebody will come out to, to help me. And nobody came out. My,
0: gosh, oh they my God, they were out at the back. So, so that was. That's, yeah, I, I. And like I, I say, it, it, but now, he, by the way, sometimes it, can I just say I don't want to blame the guards for everything. There's a lack of manpower, a no, no. woman power, uh, and a lack of resources. If, if you yeah, look down the are yeah.
10: You know, in your at yeah. the Garda station there, the crossing there, and the same red Mind, the same in uh, in Cromlin, and and if, if you see the amount of cars that go through red lights or fill up those yellow boxes on a daily basis, they if they went out there and stood there, they, they would make a fortune on the fines they would uh, give out. Yeah, yeah. I, what I did they the
3: actually course. do then? Like, sorry for cutting across it. i only yeah? always think while you were speaking there and listening to other people's stories what did he actually do then? Like, it's the way we see them out in cars and we see them like walking around and like, what are they
0: actually doing? Well, they are dealing with crimes but they could be coming from someone's house where they've had to go and take a statement over a different crime and all that's quite time-consuming and see what we should be doing is what they do in America so in America you know you've got three different sets of police you've got like the the county police metropolitan police and what else you've got you get the crime investigation unit okay or the, the CIA or FBI so you've got or you've got different types of policing and they're all separate to each other so you have a separate policing service for the roads and they're they're what do they yeah. call them? Is that the Met Police or whatever it is? So they deal with the traffic, traffic, traffic Corps. So they that deal, yeah, actually, yeah. And but they're separate; they operate separately. They're in separate police stations. They're everything. They operate separate. You've got the county police who are, op- and they look after local crime. And then you've got the national police or the FBI, CAA and all them who look after, in, you know, the crime in the country in general or serious crime like murder and homicides and all that kind of stuff. So what I'm saying is. They, they all operate separately. They all have their specialities. Whereas here, you've just got, you know, some lad who's looking after everything. And it just doesn't work. The system just doesn't work. You know what I mean? So we need to look at the whole system and the way it operates. It's just operating really badly. It's run really badly. You know, and when Norman runs into a Garda station and, you know, people are chasing him or somebody wants to assault him and he's ringing a bell and no one's coming out. I mean, then, you know, you have a serious problem. I mean, if you can't get a Garda in a Garda station... Yeah, I mean, you might as well throw your towel into the ring. Do you know what I mean? It's got a pointless system. Or you've got guards coming to your house two days after your house has been broken into telling you, look, there's no point in taking fingerprints because we're not going to catch anybody for it. That's that's a pointless system. You know what I mean? Really is. We're not even trying. We don't even try and catch the perpetrators of crime. So they, they get away with it. You have a strong... If you want to commit crimes in Ireland, you know, like breaking into houses and stuff like that, there's a strong possibility you're going to get away with it. So you might as well just do it. Do you know what I mean? It's a problem. Sarah Jane, thanks. Norman, thanks very much indeed. Sorry, we've run out of time today. Um, Thank you to everybody who got involved in the, in the show today. And I have to say, what's come out of the show today is quite shocking. That I, I went into it thinking to myself, you know, don't get involved in vigilantism. Don't get involved in revenge attacks. But I, I'm coming out of it thinking that everybody feels the same way. Everybody feels they've lost faith in not only the justice system, but they've lost faith in Garda Sheikana. And I don't put that down to the individual men and women of Garda Sheikana. I put it down to the commissioner. And I put it down to the system and the way we operate the Garda Sheikana. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of space. You can't get a guard. who you have a problem and you call them, generally speaking, they're not going to arrive. You're in an accident. That's not too serious, but you need the guards there. They're not going to arrive. Three hours later, you would be sitting there waiting. They're not going to come. Your house is broken into. you would be lucky to see them two days later. And even then, what's the point of them taking fingerprints? And even if they know who did it, and they most likely do know who did it, because it's the same arseholes that broke into the house yesterday and the day before in the same area. You know, it. there's nothing they can really do about it because they don't have any proof. I remember some friends of mine, their house was broken into. Their next door neighbour had uh, CCTV. Oh, God, how great. There they are. Look at them climbing over the fence, right? The guys knew who were doing it. They asked for the CCTV. But they sent it down to the Garda station. The video, and the Garda station said, "Oh yeah, we we can't uh, open that. We have to send it to our forensic unit or technical unit because we don't have the software to." I'm like, oh, "Jesus Christ, lads! You know what I mean? This is like this like it's a it's an MP4 an MP4 video. You should be able to open it. Nah, yeah, you can't." Yeah, and even then you can't really see them. I said, yes, you can. You can see who they are. We know who they are. And he goes, yeah, but that would that wouldn't work in court, around. It's just excuse after excuse after excuse, and you know they just don't catch anybody. You know, you might as well just break into houses because you're not going to get caught. And it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible system we we have, and I can understand why people like Sean and people like James feel that the only answer is to go and beat the person up themselves. I understand why they do it. I'm not condoning it. All right, some of the WhatsApps and messages coming in here on Facebook and uh, Twitter. Lodabollocks on Twitter, that's his name on Twitter, by the way, Lodabollocks, says the state is failing on a number of fronts to detect crime and deter crime. Implement or deterrent punishment uh, to fit the crime. Inconsistent sentencing. Treylock says, Niall, there was an alleged ad, uh, attempted abduction of a child in Shannon in the last few days. Yeah, that was the one we mentioned. The father of the kid is looking for... Uh, the person who did it and the guard are not interested and told the dad uh, not to post about it online. They're protecting the alleged abductees. Now, can I just say in relation to that incident, I don't know about the incident. I don't know the person who posted it, but it's really easy to post up something saying somebody attempted to and they happen to be foreign lads. Hashtag Ireland is full. There's a lot of those stories going around at the moment and I don't believe them all. i say I don't believe this one, but I don't believe them all. You know, oh, three foreign fellas tried to take me daughter yesterday. Three foreign fellas tried to take me son yesterday. You know, there's three foreign fellas going in the van robbing kids. If they are robbing kids, they're the worst kidnappers in history because none of them ever seem to succeed. They always seem to fail. And there was one story I heard of a woman. She was on some other podcast there recently. It's a shit podcast, but anyway, she was on it. And she was saying that... These three foreign, big foreign lads in a white van tried to take her 14-year-old daughter, but she managed to escape. Now, and there were foreign lads. Do you believe that story? Do you really think three big lads, boyly lads, would fail to get a 14-year-old girl? I don't understand how that would even happen. I don't believe it actually happened in some cases. Maybe in some cases it did. But it's like the white man van syndrome. You know, these people posting pictures online. Oh, there's a van going around or a car going around robbing kids in the area. Watch out, keep safe, keep your kids safe. Like, and yet we don't hear about any of these stories ever. We don't hear that anybody has ever succeeded in kidnapping somebody because it probably didn't happen. You know, there was a time when you used to stop, you know, when you went into a housing estate in your car and you'd see a load of kids on the side of the road and you'd be looking for someone's house and you'd pull over and you'd roll down the window and you go, hey, come here for a second. Do you know where the Murphys live? You know, oh, yeah, they live around on the Crescent around there. Yeah, just around the left there. Thanks. Nowadays, if you did that, you know, all of a sudden there'd be a post up on Facebook that you're trying to abduct children or something like that. I don't, I just don't believe it happens as much as people claim it happens. And I believe at the moment it's been kind of used for nefarious reasons. Anyway, Howard Hughes on X says... Uh, you think putting a magic blue uniform gives the wearer more rights? Ask a Garda about their contract of employment or who pays them. You'd be surprised. Oh, you're one of these people, Haraday. With a name like use, I wouldn't expect anything less. The Garda-Shiaqana are a registered company in the United Kingdom under the crown. I know all of that. That's to do with years ago and the constitution of the country and the way the Garda-Shiaqana were set up. It's not like that anyway. That doesn't mean they work for the Queen or the King, as the case may be now. And by the way, because they're wearing a uniform, it does give them rights because they implement the law. They are the enforcers of the law. They're not the law, but they're the enforcers of the law. And they do have more rights than you as a citizen uh, in relation to arresting people and enforcing the law. Howard Hughes, you're some sort of conspiracy theorist, I imagine. There'll be many instances in the future when taking the law into your own hands will be necessary, particularly in a society where multiculturalism has been forced upon us. Uh, Somewhat peaceful communities. Those who don't understand this simply aren't going to make it, says Big Mac. It will soon be. It'll soon come uh, that to protect your own family, you will have to do this, says Violetta on X. People are increasingly being left with little or no choice. And that's just the Ireland we live in. That's not just Ireland, but globally, says Frank on X as well. A lot of messages, a lot of texts, a lot of people mentioning immigration, by the way, in relation to it as well. And I have absolutely no doubt that if you take into consideration the population of people who are immigrants or asylum seekers or whatever it happens to be, I'm pretty sure um, that um, there is some inconsistencies when it comes to crime. I'm not suggesting there isn't. And I think the Minister of Justice has a lot to answer for when it comes to immigration and the way Ireland is dealing with immigration policy at the moment. And that is certainly having an effect on crime, without a shadow of a doubt. And I also uh, don't deny what people are saying, that Orsi News and other news outlets are very slow to report crimes when it involves somebody who happens to be an asylum seeker or somebody who is an immigrant into the country. uh, Because they believe that it fans the flames of racism, so they don't want to report these crimes. when they should we reporting those crimes equally as much as they report other crimes too. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for everyone who got involved in the show today. Don't forget, by the way, the Nile boiling mugs are winging their way to people as we speak. The smug mugs, there they are there. Don't they look just wonderful? They have a white top on them, by the way. That picture's not very accurate. And uh, we will get a better picture of the actual mugs. There they are there. They're a little bit jazzier looking than the ones in the picture because that was the artist's impression we used at the start before we actually got the mugs, see? Um, Lots of people, by the way, sending pictures of themselves with the mugs. We'll post some of those pictures, by the way, of people who got their mugs. And the way you get those mugs, by the way, is quite simple at the moment. You're going to register on our website. And... The benefit of registering on the website for five ninety nine a month is a you're going to support us. That's the main benefit. You're supporting us to continue giving us giving you this opportunity every single day. I do apologise, by the way, today we had a slight technical issue which caused the phones to crackle a little bit all day. That's why we ended the show a little bit early. Um, I've no idea why, but we will sort that out by tomorrow. So I do appreciate your patience in that matter. But please go to the website and support us. Five ninety nine a month is all we're asking you to do to support us. Or if you want to support us yearly, it's a little bit cheaper. You can pay yearly to support us. and I don't think it's 66 quid or something like that for the year. And that pays you for the whole year. For that, you can go back and look at any video of any of the podcasts and any of the interviews that we've done. And we have more interviews on the way. We've got some very special interviews lined up over the next month or so, by the way, which will blow your mind. And they will only be going on the website. They won't be streamed live at twelve o'clock, um, like our shows, our normal shows do, because it'll be just an interview. And the only way you will get access to that by video is by registering on the website for five ninety nine a month. I would ask you to do it to support us more than anything else, but not just for the exclusive content that you'll see. There's lots of content there now. We've been on the air now over five months. So there's plenty of content there for you. And all you got to do is just click on the video podcast on the website and go back and scroll through them all, and you can watch any one of them for five ninety nine a month. Uh, and I would ask you to do that to support us. So please do it. Don't do it tomorrow. Don't do it later on today. Do it now, com and everyone who registers what we do is every single day we just pick one random person and we send them one of those mugs so you're doing two good things you're supporting us and you're getting to see all that content as well don't forget by the way if you don't have the money to do that we still appreciate you sharing the podcast amongst your friends tell your friends about the podcast send them a link to it go onto our facebook page go onto our twitter page go onto our website and share a link with somebody else one extra listener to us from you is worth more than the 5.99 a month So please do that, and don't forget you can watch or listen to the show every day free of charge right here on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you're watching it or listening to it right now. If you want to listen to the show live, just the audio, and you want to get a notification each day, you can go onto the website and click Listen Live. And you can listen to the show live there every day, and you will also click on the notifications if you've got an iPhone or an Android, and you'll get notified every time we put a live stream up. So please do that. You can do it right now at www.niall.com. Boylan.com. In the meantime, thank you everybody uh, for taking the time to listen to us today and thank you everybody who gets involved in the show on a daily basis. And we shall talk to you again tomorrow, live at 12 o'clock.
5: The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast.